Welcome back to the Fit Like Chris podcast and happy holiday season. Um, I'd like to start by telling you a story. And I'm just closing my eyes for a second because I'm, I'm bringing myself back there. 30 years ago to the month, I was sneaking around in my mom's bedroom looking for the Christmas presents. Like, where were they hidden? What did I get? And I saw this blanket covering something. And I was like, what is that? So around Christmas time, we couldn't go in her bedroom. And it was known that that's because she was keeping presents in there. So clearly, you know, I I think she used to also lock her bedroom and I definitely broke in. I was pretty, you know, I was pretty handy at a young age. Um, But I saw a blanket covering a very large gift. So I pull off the blanket and... It is a gorgeous Victorian style home, half built dollhouse. So it was a dollhouse that was being built. And at this point, I'm putting two and two together. It's for me, I was obsessed with dollhouses. Um, I always loved miniature things. And I didn't want like a Toys R Us dollhouse. And I don't. I'm pretty sure I didn't ask for a dollhouse because I knew that they were so expensive. Um, There was a store next to my house when I was little. It was like a floral, um, a gardens place. And they also sold dollhouses and they were just exact replicas of like beautiful homes in, in Boston. And um, I, I was, I loved it. And this is what I saw underneath this blanket. It was that being built for me by my stepdad. And I'm like, cause he worked at a, a lumber yard and I saw like the wood next to it. And I was just, it was white. Um, it, like half of it was painted and the other half was just like the wood color. Uh, there were little stairs inside and it was pretty much, it was, it was pretty much built. So I don't remember how it happened, but it got out that I found it. And it was well before Christmas, you know, like this thing was being built for a while and it still had a while to go. So from that point forward, I became a part of the building process. So after school, you know, when my stepdad got home from work, I would go in there and it was just such a beautiful bonding experience. And it was building the house of my dreams. And um, another thing I'll share with you is that my stepdad was an amazing father figure. Um, He was the only other person I referred to as, I mean, because I have a dad who's very much a part of my life, um, but he didn't live with me. So my stepdad definitely filled that role. We were very close. He was very loving and he was also a highly functioning heroin addict. And that might sound extreme, but in Boston, heroin was kind of, it was everywhere. It was like everyone had someone in their family that was a heroin addict or on some variation, methadone and opiate. It was just so common. 
So like I knew that and understood that as a child and it didn't make me love him any less. Um, so one day he came home and, you know, he was on and off, like clearly it wasn't accepted that he was, you know, my mom didn't like that he did this and he would have relapses. He would try to quit and detox and then have relapses. And one uh, day after work, he came home and he was high and him and my mom got in a huge fight and I was just standing kind of in the middle of it. It was in my mother's bedroom. Um, and they were yelling at each other. And then out of nowhere, it seemed my stepdad took his foot and um, kind of plowed it through the dollhouse. And um, every time I think about that, my heart my heart sinks into my stomach because I can feel that moment of pain. And it it's so interesting how what I feel and what I felt was his pain. I immediately locked up my feelings about it because I knew that he instantaneously regretted that decision. I could see it, I could feel it, and I locked up every tear and I was just like it's okay, don't worry, you know, like we'll make another one and I was trying to make him okay. And it was so much pain for him, for my mom and for me for like the next couple of weeks. I mean, it never did get rebuilt. It was completely destroyed and it was a pretty big project, I guess. Um I don't know why it never, you know, got rebuilt or I really can't remember. Maybe shortly after him and my mom broke up. I'm I'm not sure, but it, you know, it was then and I remember it getting thrown out and oh my God, I'm just like crushed <sighs> even thinking about it. And so my whole life, you know, in any long-term relationship I've been in, it's a pretty important piece of kind of like who I am and how I put other people's feelings in front of mine a lot of the times because I hate, I am so empathetic that I hate to feel other people's sadness. So if I can do anything to prevent it, I will. And um, every relationship I've been in, I've, I've shared this story. And sort of in the back of my mind, it was because I wanted someone to get me the dollhouse. I wanted someone to save me from that pain. I wanted someone to rescue me from that memory and to rebuild that memory. And my whole life for 30 years, I have been waiting for that moment. Um, spoiler alert, that moment never came. Um, no one ever got me a dollhouse. And I think about it all the time and definitely during the holidays since that's sort of when it happened. And the reason that I'm telling you this story is because in the past two years, I have put a tremendous amount of work into loving myself and giving myself the things that I felt I have lacked or that I have needed. And I remember reading this book, one of the first books on my sort of sort of journey to self-love. Um, you know, it said something about if you are looking for someone to say sorry, or if you're looking to someone to say, I love you, or that you're beautiful, or, you know, 
Um, I can't believe I did that to you. Or if you're looking for an apology or just words of affirmation for, from someone, give them to yourself. And I remember reading it like, this is just a bunch of bullshit. Like, this is the stupidest thing. I Like, I'm not going to do this, first of all. I'm not going to hug myself and I'm not going to tell myself I love myself. Like, I kind of crossed my arms at that idea. But I got really desperate because I was in a lot of pain in the past couple of years. And I really got exhausted from looking outside of myself for it. And all I kept reading and hearing over and over was to give it to yourself. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, we're just going to take a crack at it. We're just going to try it. So I started telling myself that I love myself um, and that I'm a great person and that I am worthy of love and that I deserve all of the good things in my life. And um, I'm going to pause and because I always feel weird talking about myself and, and telling stories. And I, I really not feel weird, but I, even though this is a podcast, I really kind of envision it more of a conversation. So I'm just going to take a break and have you think of like something that somebody that you haven't forgave for something or somebody some some memory that that causes you pain still that you're still holding on to um something you're waiting to hear or waiting to feel and there are so many ways to you know approach it and it's individual to each to each of us but i want you to think about what you can do no matter how cringy it is and how weird it seems what you can do to start to resolve that. So I was never going to get an apology from my, from my stepdad. I actually, you know, I, I under, in the moment I made him feel okay. I didn't show any pain at all. I held it for my entire life. He probably him and my mom to this day have no idea how much that has affected my life. Um, and a couple weeks ago, I was watching a really bad Christmas movie on Netflix because that is my favorite thing to do this time of year. It's like, what holiday movie can I watch? <laughs> Which one haven't I seen? And they're so bad. Oh my God, they're so awful, but I just love them. Oh, especially if it's just like a little cloudy out, kind of feels like it's going to snow. You put a blanket around you and it's like the worst movie in the world, but I'm like living my best life. So I was watching one of those and I can't even tell you which one it was because I've watched so many. But in one of the scenes, um, there was a, the wife was building, and some of you might even know the movie. You'd be like, oh my God, I saw that. One of the uh, movies, the wife was building a dollhouse for her husband and it was a replica of the mom's house of when he was little and his mom passed, I think. And it was like a scene where it was in the attic and she, and the girl visiting like exposed, exposed it by accident. And, um, it, I saw, you know, it was, it was, it, it just obviously brought me right back to that memory. And then she accidentally flipped the table and the dollhouse was destroyed. You know, it was like, I was kind of reliving my trauma in that moment. Um, wasn't a great movie pick for me after all. And I took my phone and I Googled dollhouse stores near me. And what do you know? 
you know, there's still dollhouse stores. And I'm like, oh my God, there was one like right in Jersey. And, and so I just made a decision in that moment. I'm going to fucking get a dollhouse. I'm going to buy myself a dollhouse. I am going to get the house of my dreams and I'm going to decorate it. And it's going to have little lights and I'm going to have like a display in my house. And it's, I, oh my God, I just started to get so excited about it. And then, um, a couple days ago, uh, it was last weekend over the weekend. It was on a Saturday. I woke up, I taught class and I was so excited because I knew that the rest of the day I had dedicated to getting my dollhouse and I didn't know where I was going to go yet. And I know that I'm not the type of person who can like research and take my time. So I was like, wherever I go, I'm going to end up buying something. So I want to go to the best place. So of course you got to go to New York. So I Googled dollhouse, you know, places in New York and there was only one, there was only one that came up, which I was kind of shocked about. So I, it's called tiny dollhouse. So I head into the city and, you know, this has already been a long story, but well, long story short, I am now the proud owner of the first, the first of, there might be more, we might get a gazebo, we might get a guest house. Like, I don't even know. There might be a whole village in my house. I mean, I am truly, when I walked into that store, I felt such, I could not stop smiling and I was I wasn't even upset with myself because things happen when you're ready. But I was like, I have been waiting for so long for this feeling. And I just gave it to myself. It is the most empowering thing to be able to receive love from yourself. I want to say that again. Because receiving love from others is one thing, right? And sometimes that's even hard. But when you can receive love from yourself, you can be, you can forgive yourself. You can be gracious with yourself. You can understand yourself. When you love yourself and you start to work on healing the parts of you that have been broken for so long, it is so empowering to let go. I can no longer, that memory for me, is now transformed into such a beautiful story and legacy. And it was 30 years in the making. And I was so happy to tell the people in the store that I was like this, I was walking around that store and people were coming in and out. I'm like, you have no idea. This is, I've never had a dollhouse in there, you know, cause they were talking to me like I was a collector or like, you know, I had one since I was a little girl. And I was like, no, you don't understand. I've never had one this is going to be my first dollhouse. And I just really want to make sure it's the right one. And I wanted to share that journey with you guys. I took video, I took photos and I I wanted to post it. And in hopes that it inspires at least one person to look inside of yourself into those places that are hard to go to and that hurt you still when you think about them and know that you have the ability, not only the ability, you are the perfect person to heal yourself. You are the perfect person to give yourself the love that you deserve. 
I don't know how much more I could say in this story. And I kind of, you know, sometimes shorter is better. And I think the story is going to continue for me. And I'm definitely going to share a little bit on Instagram. If you're not following me and you want to see the pictures and the video, um, it's uh, at fit.like.chris um, on Instagram. And I will be sharing uh, I will be sharing that experience with you guys um, as a reminder that uh, self-love is the best love. And this whole conversation, if you would have played this story for me even a year ago, a lot of the stuff I can't even believe is coming out of my mouth. And that is another thing that the reason that I share this is because I don't wish it happened sooner because we're all on our own path. But it would have been it would have been maybe nice. <laughs> it would have been nice to know how to love myself in this way and really believe that I'm capable of healing myself in this way um, sooner in life. So um I hope you have an amazing holiday season. Uh, I, this time of year, I know brings so much joy, but it also brings a lot of pain, whether it's um, because there's people that can't be here with us or there's traumatic things that happen during this time of year that's supposed to be happy and for whatever reason it wasn't. And um, I hope that my story helps to support and remind you that we are, you have that capability too. Um, and it doesn't have to be something so big or traumatic as well. There are things that can be really small that bother you or just an insecurity that you might have that you're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. Your body's never going to be what you want it to be. You're never going to get it right. You're not good enough at work. Whatever that negative self-talk is, however big, however small, it's all sort of, it's, it's all traumatic to us in a way. And it's holding us back from being the best version of ourselves that is always accessible. It's just a matter of us going in, going in and kind of bringing it out through that hard work. So happy holiday season. Um, I am so inspired by the people around me. Um, and I couldn't have done this or got to this point without all of, of, of my community. Um, I think that sometimes in order to love yourself, you need people around you that that almost love you more than you love yourself. And I feel like I have that. Um, and I'm so grateful for that more than anything that I have people who listen to me and who love me. And I don't take that for granted any day. And I can truly say that I am on the path and I've been on the path of, of listening, learning and loving uh, myself too. And it feels really good. And I think uh, you all, and even if you're just listening now, you're a part of it. So thank you so much. Um, heal yourself, love yourself. And uh, thank you for listening. <laughs>